Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl one that the board of Hemingway Industries would approve of and get married before the new year. Maya is just the woman he needs with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.donnarmercer.com. Hot coffee. Get your copy today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year's Eve. I hope everyone's having a good time tonight. Not too good, though. We still want to be able to wake up tomorrow morning. But I am so happy to be here. I am your host, Mahogany Silvering, and you are listening to Mahogany Says. And tonight we have the two L's tonight. We have Lawrence Hall and Larry Yoke. Lawrence, want to give everybody a shout out? Uh, wow, you put me on the spot like that. Wow. Hey, hey, shout out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was about a part of Sorry, you know uh, what I'm going to yeah, do. Shout out to everybody. Everybody, <laughs> give a shout out. There you go. Shout out. Shout out. There you go. <laughs> Well, since this is like New Year's Eve, and it's not only getting ready for a new year, but we're getting ready for a new decade. So I found some things that that's what's happening in the last 10 years that have been like some crazy, some good. Like in 2010, I think, uh, it was the first iPad, right? Did you have one of those? Yes. I am a tech yes. techie, so I love technology, so yes. Uh-huh. I still got okay. Oh really? I have uh, never had one. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I never had one. Nope. I think the most I've gotten is a tablet. (laughs) Everything I have is Samsung. I think I just kind of got stuck on them. Yeah. So So I'm like, this is how bad I am. No, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) This is how bad I am. Like I said, I don't, I don't trade myself, and I still have. And I, I might be dating myself, but but a few years back, they used to have the first handheld video games with these big, large boxes that you all could afford oh, yeah. on the table. I still have mine. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, that I do not have anymore. <laughs> wow. You still got it? Still, does it still work? Yes, it does. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were called Dracula. You know, back then they only had they had yes. Pac-Man, and, yes. and uh-huh. I wanted Pac-Man, but my parents, you know, parents being parents, they got me the wrong thing. They got me Dracula. <laughs> right. they, so they just like here, it's right. a game, <laughs> play it. <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> well, also, let's see, 2011 was. Uh, do you remember that crazy song that was like on YouTube, Friday, um, by Rebecca Black? It's Friday, it's Friday, something like that. I don't remember how exactly how it goes. She's like a 13-year-old, and that was like a viral hit. It had like 100 million views on YouTube. 
I don't know if you remember that. Because my kids used to drive me crazy with that song every time it was Friday. I was like, why is this little girl? I think that's the only thing we ever heard of her, is that was it. <laughs> no, whenever my then, kids jump on YouTube and start playing that stuff, I always try to avoid them like a plague. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need that. I have to screen them, though. I have to catch them. Because I hear something like, wait a minute, does that sound like something you need to be looking at? <laughs> what is this? Let me see. But they'll usually end up showing it to me anyway. They're like, Mom, look at okay. this. I'm like, where do you get that from? <laughs> yeah, they, they but also, so yeah. Too, but I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I, I want to know because if I hear a word, I'm like, wait a minute, where did you get that word from? <laughs> Never heard you say that. <laughs> What's going on? I'm, I'm, one of those, I'm nosy, but I will ask them. I won't just like go read stuff in their room. i like, eh, you come here and show me what you got. <laughs> right. But yeah, but uh, let's see. Kate Middleton married uh, Prince William. That was a royal wedding. Not the most popular Ooh. royal wedding, though. I think this last <laughs> one was the popular one. I mean, no no offense to the other two, but, you know, Harry, the youngest, Mary Meghan, I mean, that's a big thing, you know? So, and that was, like, a couple of years ago. I think they're going on two years yeah. now. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't really follow it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've, I've been kind of a royal watcher every once in a while because the first royal wedding I saw was Princess Diana and Charles. So kind of. But after she left the picture, I really didn't keep too much with them until Megan came on the scene. <laughs> then I was like, oh, now they're getting interesting. But yeah, I, mean, anything, I, I get know. it, but it's not anything for me. It, it, I get it, but that's not the first thing I, I turn on when I, you know, go to yeah, my entertainment section. <laughs> Well, see, now I can add them to my list of interracial romances, so, you know, that was kind of a thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know what, yeah, that actually works for you. Uh-huh, see, that, that worked out for me. But another literary success that we had to say goodbye to Harry Potter. That was the end of Harry Potter in 2011, July. I think that was, like, the end of the series, but she didn't go away. I mean, she made out the books, but it's like... That was it. That was the last movie. And I had taken my son to every single one of those movies since he was a newborn. <laughs> and nobody so, ever knew he was in so there. Does it, <laughs> does it sound bad for me to say that I've never, I have yet to see a single Harry Potter movie or read a book? Really? <laughs> no, it's yeah. not bad. Carol is very controversial for some people, so. Carol Harry Potter is my iPad. iPod. <laughs> iPad, there you go. That's my, that's my iPad. Never had one. <laughs> Oh man! Well, we kind of. I don't think I think I saw the movie first before I read the first book, because I wasn't sure. Okay. I just wanted to know. What, I was just nosy, you know. Because like, well, what's the controversy? <laughs> my church kind of against it, and nobody wanted to go to the theater. And I'm like, what? What's wrong with that? <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know. I don't see what's the problem, but I like. <laughs> but anyway, okay. do you like basketball? Say again. Do you like basketball? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, NBA player Jeremy Lin played with the New York Knicks. Yeah. yeah. Look, that's when that quote unquote Lin sanity started. I guess. Yeah. Supposedly there was like this win streak, seven game win streak during the 2011 2012 for the NBA. Just like, I guess that's when that was popular. But now he's playing for China. So, <laughs> I know. Yeah, like, it was a two week time awesome. period where it was big. Yeah, I'm like okay. I don't I don't really follow the Knicks, but uh, living in, in Texas and then Louisiana and now Georgia, I just I only followed followed the Spurs for a little while. But then after I left Texas, oh, okay. I hadn't really kept up with any of them. <laughs> now, did you actually watch it, or is it just like a passing thing? No, I actually went to the games mm-hmm. when they when the Alamo Dome okay. went up because okay. I was living there when they built it. So that was one of the oh, first wow. things that I went to when it was actually completed. And I remember it was the first time they won the championship. The whole city was like this huge uproar and we were driving down the street, just honking and waving flags. Everybody was excited. And, you know, for life of me, I'm like, I watch more football than I do basketball, but <laughs> I was crazy about it. So I was going along for the ride and we had our little one-year-old daughter in the backseat. You know, she was just cheering. She didn't know what she was cheering for. <laughs> so okay. It was fun for her, you know. And then that crazy dance, uh, Gangnam Style. Do you remember that? That was, that was like that was 2012. 2012. 2012. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, South Korean. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody was going crazy. Even the kids were doing that. It was just like every time. Like the one the one dance everybody yeah, could pretty much do who couldn't dance. <laughs> <laughs> it blew up worldwide. <laughs> well, yeah, because that was the one dance people could do who couldn't dance. It was your dance. <laughs> if you could there not you move, go. but when you did gun style, you like he was doing something. So <laughs> I think that was everybody's dance after that. <laughs> and then let's see what, December two thousand twelve, man, that was everybody thought I don't know why people thought it was the end of the world. It was going to supposed to happen December twenty first, two thousand twelve. Something to do with the Mayan calendar. Yeah, it was a prediction. I remember hearing. Yeah, it was some kind of prediction or something, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but then again, when you said the Mayan calendar, I remembered it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but then everybody thought in nineteen ninety nine, people things were going to go bad. Whole Y two K thing, you know. So I'm like, no. If it didn't end then, it's probably not going to happen now. So right. <laughs> everybody was panicking. And there goes everybody. And why do they always pick out all the water and all the milk and all the cheese? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> like, that stuff is perishable. What are you doing? <laughs> the milk and the cheese is going to go back. Hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. People always get the bread. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You got to have something with the cheese, right? You got to have the bread. Like, you know why that stuff is perishable, right? <laughs> If the world ended, you're gonna be eating the cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I guess it depends on the type of cheese you're getting. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. Because <laughs> cheese is wet, um, curdled milk. <laughs> I guess with all, with all the bacteria and stuff, you know. I won't go into detail uh, on how cheese play, but you know, those of us who were those of us who were, you know. Alive and kicking and active in the 80s. Remember that government cheese that people used yes. to get? That big, that big block of cheese. Uh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, that, that, that might, that might last, <laughs> outlast the apocalypse. <laughs> right? That and Twinkies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we had that cheese and the Twinkies. <laughs> they made some good cheese, some grilled cheese sandwiches with that cheese. Though. It was, you know, that was like, thing for us. <laughs> My mom wasn't home. We got home first. We made that grilled cheese. <laughs> Just yeah, cut it up. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know how to cut it, you were time. Exactly. I know. We had to kind of like, the bread was almost burned before the cheese would melt, but that's okay. <laughs> it was still good with some butter. <laughs> Yeah, not, not that I know anything about that, you know what I'm saying? Not that I know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I heard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I know I'm just out myself, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, when food stamps were actually stamps that you ripped out the book, I mean. <laughs> wow, you took it there. <laughs> I remember those things, you know. Okay, I know I'm old, but, <laughs> but no. anyway, let's see. Where are we at? 2013. That's right. Uh, what did the fox say? You remember that? Yeah. I still I'm never forget that. what he said. <laughs> 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 just about killed me. My kids would play that song over and over. <laughs> That's the only thing you heard was what did the fox say? You what the fox say? I'm like, I'm still waiting. What did the fox say? But what does he say? I'm not yippee noise. No, I'm not paying attention. I'm not Dr. Doolittle. I don't know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I know. I, yeah, somebody's going to have to ask her. I, you know, I'm, I'm Apple, but I'll have to ask Siri what the fox said. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what did he say? And then let's see, 2014, we had the bucket ice bucket challenge. I think everybody was wow. doing that. I I didn't do that. I know, is that bad? I didn't, I didn't do, it do it either, but it was funny watching people do it. It was, it was funny watching everybody do it, but I sure didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see, we had 2015 when Apple introduced racially diverse emojis. Okay. Wow, was that bad? Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't, I've never had an iPhone, so I don't know. My daughter has an iPhone now, but after she begged me for a little while, I finally gave in and got it for her. 
and now she wants a new one that comes out. I'm like, we just got you this phone like six months ago. <laughs> She's like, but there's a new one. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, the, the controversy, the uh, conspiracy theory is that Apple always purposely sets it so that your battery dies right before the new one comes out or something like that. So right. Like or something goes wrong with the go Mm-hmm. Right. That's just, I, I stick with my Samsung. I'm like, it's all right. I like my little Android. I'm, I'm so bad. <laughs> I'm so bad, though. If my battery dies, I just keep the charger with it. Like, look. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not that pressed to get the next, you know, iPhone iteration. No, I, I put a little patch on it. We buy a new battery. It should last a little longer. There you go. I'm going to pay $700 for a new phone. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Put some dirt on it. It'll be good. Yeah. Put some Vaseline yeah. on it. <laughs> that tempered glass on there. Don't the screens crack. You know, I can still see. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good. It, it, it comes on. So. <laughs> That's the uh, June 15, 2015, same-sex marriage became legal in the U.S. Wow. That's right. Okay. That was 2015. Okay. Hmm. Well... I guess that was bound to happen, so that's a good thing. But uh, <laughs> you pushed for something long enough, and it came through. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, okay. yeah, 2015. I didn't realize it was that short of a time because now we have. Yeah, uh, neither do that. Yeah. So now I think some states still do not have it. Like, I think Alabama flat out refused, and I think Mississippi. I'm not sure. But it would be the southern states that are holding on. They still have uh, misogynistic laws still on there. Um, no, what is that word? I said it wrong. It's the one where they don't, still have issues about interracial marriage. I forgot. It starts with an M, but I can't think of the word because they, they still consider that race mixing. And there's some people that just wouldn't – some states just wouldn't. I think Louisiana, just to get off the books – in 2014. But, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there was still some places where, I mean, they they still got married, but Louisiana, I think, was the last state to actually say, okay, you know, we'll marry them in the state, which is weird. Wow. That's my home state. Mm-hmm. And let's see, 2016. What we got? Oh, the world went crazy over Pokemon Go. Had lots of accidents, okay. people just on the phones everywhere. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am a guilty member of that. I, I was, I was uh, part of that. <laughs> I mean, I like Pokemon. I, I saw a read article about but... people falling off a bridge or something. Yeah, like, people just so that was... trying to find this Pokemon. No, it was not that deep. <laughs> it was not that deep. <laughs> All right, we're getting closer. No, right I see. Like... Anyway, you see that? Yeah, I would too. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like you go catch some Pokemon. Like people were coming in my yard. Like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> it's coming up on the port. Hey, don't come in my house. <laughs> no Pokemon here, but you find something else. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. January 2017 was the mil- the Women's March, the Million Women's March. I guess when Trump's presidency <laughs> started, when he was inaugurated. And the five million people that marched, wow. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> He's still in office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> no comment. There, there, you, there you go. <laughs> I can add. Yeah. all I did. <laughs> and we got fidget spinners, and we had a total solar eclipse in 2017. Now that was oh, nice. that, that one was yeah. Nice. Now that was yeah. My son was mad at me because I I told him he had to wear glasses to see it or whatever. We were doing something with school and he was like, "But I want to see it." I was like, "Yeah, I'm never going to get this." I was like, "Well, it'll, it'll happen again in your lifetime. I'll be dead, but you might see it." <laughs> <laughs> I recorded it on my phone. I just pointed my phone up and and I recorded it in the air and just like okay. Oh, that was good too. Yeah, if you record it though, I'm like, you could still see it. And so you didn't. I was like, well, yeah. technically, he didn't miss it because he saw it. He just, I made him put some glasses on. But um, let's see, the Me Too movement was also, that's when I started in 2017. I didn't realize that. 
right, that's a good one. That's a good one. And of course, we already talked about the Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding. That was 2018. And then ooh, there was ooh, I didn't, ooh, I, ooh. yeah, <laughs> and that's when I dismissed oh, Meghan in 2018. I did not know that. Okay. And it was it came it, I guess apparently went out of uh, this major uh, emergency alert on their phones to the people in Hawaii and said seek immediate shelter. And I'm like, what? Oh. Wow, okay. <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, let's see. Get down back to 2019 this year. Uh, what we got? The most diverse class of lawmakers in history was sworn into Congress. There's more women sworn into Congress. Yeah, that was this year. And also some of them were LGBT, people, women of color. It's a record-breaking number. So this was a first for this year. So, all right. Well, that was – well, then, we're going to have the third U.S. president to be impeached. I mean, that did happen this year. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, but he's still in. <laughs> I, I mean, but uh, still he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. He's still there. She couldn't prove her case, man. She couldn't, you know. If you got, you got to go for somebody. You got to make sure you <laughs> get them. <laughs> okay, if you're gonna do it, do it. But anyway, um, let's get back to to the good stuff. And that is talking about your new book. But yes, people, you are still listening to Mahogany Sis, and we are talking with Lawrence Hall. And I think Larry has joined us as well. Say hi, Larry. How you doing? Hello. All right. How hi. you doing? Good. I'm good. What's going on, Larry? How you doing, Larry? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay, so we are going to cut to a short break, and then we'll be right back, and we'll start talking about our books. All right. Okay. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. The Rise of Lucius Morningside. Book two of the Kenya Clark series by author Mahogany Silverang. Christmas will never be the same. Chaos has taken hold in the city of Atlanta. Children and teens are coming into powers they cannot control. The GBI paranormal unit cannot contain the situation. The cause of this chaos is Lucius Morningside, a.k.a. Lucifer, the devil himself. With his bloodline in Atlanta, he will stop at nothing to make this city his own, establishing himself as a high-powered attorney. Can agents Kenya and Darren stop him and save the kids over Lucius win this round? Rise of Lucius Morningside, book two of the Kenya Clark series. And for a limited time, from December 20th to December 24th, book one, Tell Me You Love Me, also by Mahogany Silverane, will be free on Amazon. So get both copies today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. And we are back, and I hope everyone enjoyed that little African drum solo there. That was for Kwanzaa because we are in our second to last day. <laughs> I know you're like, where is that coming from? What is that? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was nice. 
I know. It was nice. <laughs> you know, like, hey, no one else is really doing it. So I figured, you know, this is holiday still being celebrated for those of us who do celebrate it. And I've been posting every day about it. So today was Kumba, which is creativity. And that's pretty much what we're doing right now. And speaking of creativity, Lawrence, tell us about the new book, the Vigilante series. All right. So the new book is called The Vigilante oh. Assassin. It was supposed to come out today, but it didn't. Here's the deal. It comes out on Saturday, January 4th. Go get it. Make sure you get it. Pick it up on January 4th, Saturday, January 4th, not today. The reason why I had to push, now this is, and you know being an author, this, this, I had to push it back. The story got so big that I was just blown away by what my characters were doing as I was watching them perform these various things. There's a, it, the, it's book three in the series. It's a, it's a paranormal romance series. The first two books take place in the city of Orion. But there's a third, there's another city that's been added in book three called Anderville. And the characters travel back and forth between these cities. And I did not know that they were going to do that. This was not a part of my outline. It was not a part of my plan. They just, as they started moving around and talking and interacting and engaging with one another, the story just got so big, I had to push it back. So it is a semi-paranormal romance. It ends on, it is a cliffhanger, though. Uh, the next book is going to come out in, in Feb, no, yeah, February. That'll be book four. But book three is The Vigilante's Assassin. It deals with a vampire who he basically is an assassin, and his job is to keep balance in the world between good and evil. However, the thing is that in books one and two, there's a vigilante known as Jaden Kane, and he is a superhero. So all my guys are basically superheroes. Jaden Kane is a superhero that has various powers, and he basically goes about, you know, fighting the, the, the forces of evil. Well, here's the thing. At the end, spoiler alert, there's a, no, I'm not going to give a spoiler for book one and two. Uh, there's something that happens at the end of book two that directly affects Jaden and carries over into book three. Book three, the vampire, his name is Marcus Colvin. And now because of what Jaden did in book two, Marcus Colvin now has to go and hunt the vigilante who was the, who was the main character in books one and two. So this thing has really blown up. It's gotten way bigger than I thought it was going to be. I initially had this, this series plotted for five books. It's definitely going to be more than five books. But, you know, definitely go pick it up on on January 4th. Saturday is coming Saturday. My mind was blown. Your mind will be blown. It's a fantastic series. So, man, I, I, I'm speechless, boy, I think about it. Does that, did that help? <laughs> did I actually answer the question? <laughs> did I can tell you about the book? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, I think my mic got cut off temporarily. Okay. <laughs> you can hear me now, right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah, speechless. see, I was blown away. See, that? that's what it was. They turned off my mic. It was just, I, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here first, January the 4th, pick it up. And what's the name of this one? This is called The Vigilante's Assassin. So, again, it's the Vigilante's the Assassin. Vigilante. Right, book three in the Vigilante series. The first book is Vigilante. The second book is the Vigilante's Choice. This one is the Vigilante's Assassin. Ah, okay. And I have a question for you, Larry. Can you tell us okay. about your book that just released this year? Uh, well, this year I released actually released two this year, but the one most recent was two months ago. It was called Crossing Rivers. Mm-hmm. I had another one I released, and another one I released in March. I got another one coming out uh, also in January, but the one I just got released is called Crossing Rivers. It's my first attempt in a, at a historical fiction genre. Nice historical fiction. Yeah. So tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about yeah. your characters. Well, the character is it's based on. Actually, my family and my my mom's family, and my father's family. My mother passed 2016. Okay. And uh, going through 
going yeah going through all of her belongings and such as as customary like we we found this old wooden box handmade wooden box true story and it was underneath a, a big cover with a lamp on it nobody ever knew about this and we you know we, we took the lamp off and the cover off and boom here's this box but inside the box was diaries and old letters and photographs i mean old old like my mom my mother was 16 and those kind of things and she was 68 when she died wow and um so anyway based on all of that <clears throat> You know, I said, "Well, this 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 might be good material for a for a story." And the more I dug into it, I, I couldn't believe what I was uncovering. I, all these things that we were told most of our lives, all of mm-hmm. our lives about things, to, turned out to be not so true. Uh, <laughs> oh. We were telling us fibs. Yeah. So I mean, then and the few people left in the family. You know, her, her sisters are all gone. She has one brother left, and he also lives in Atlanta, up there. Okay. And yeah, he's he's an author too, and he, he has 140 books. Oh. I got talk. I got talking to him. And he wore some. Yeah, 140. He, he retired. He said this year. So. Ah. Okay. But he he gave me he filled in a lot of the gaps, right? It's like tell me about all this stuff back in the. The 20s and 30s and 40s and all that, what the family. It's unbelievable what they went through just to make it through that, that time period. And, you know, I knew none of, the, none of those kind of things, and I didn't know a lot of the details in the book. But after I read all that material and looked at photographs and talked to a couple of people, I said, man, this, this is going to be a book. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. I put I put it together. I actually wrote some stories first, based on a lot of the okay. things I found. And I took all the stories and I <clears throat> found a common thread and I put them all together. You know, by, by these threads, and that, then it came out to be a complete manuscript. So nice. it worked. Awesome. And it's, so uh, what I've got was that the, what, go, Oh, I'm sorry. Was that oh, the I, reason I, I, you started writing or? Uh, no, no, no. I started writing many, many years ago. This is this is this is my sixth book. Okay. I just I just released, yeah. At number six and I have another one that's actually uh the first this is a two book series. The first one is called Second Chances and that was my first book I wrote twelve years ago. And mm-hmm. uh it's, it's, ba- it's based on me. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, a lot of the stuff I went through when I was young. So it, it, it kind of fell into place, right? Because that that book it actually took uh, took me through 11 years old to I was 28, 17 years, and that's the character in the in that book it follows his life for 17 years. All his ups and downs, ins and outs, and you know, loves and you know. All that kind of stuff. Okay. And, and uh, the, the second book, Cross Rivers, kind of picks up where that one leaves off, sort of, and then moves into the into the future. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it worked out fine, and I've gotten very good reviews on both. I've gotten nothing but five stars on Crossing Rivers. That's all I've gotten so far. That's amazing. Five That's star- hard to do. Yeah, five star. Yeah, it <laughs> five is hard stars. to do. And I thought, in fact, I just got one from a guy in Australia. Oh, he, nice. He read the book, and he read the book, and loving, he put a five-star review on Amazon for me. I said, wow. He goes, he goes it's lovely. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Which I, I, thought, I thought, you know, there's a stretch of strange description because it's, my my tagline is uh, it's a tale of guns, drugs, love, and redemption. And it, it, it and kind of follows that. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he said, said that, that was, was lovely. lovely. I goes, well, it, wow. it does. It, it 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 has has some bitterness and hardness and you know all that stuff in the middle of it. Oh, but right. at the end, yeah. it's sweet. It's sweet. Yeah, sweet and tender. And you know that's that's when you know. Um, the, the character 
figures out all the stuff he was doing was really his own making and he decided to change his life he had a second chance so that's that's named the that's the title of the book second chances yeah second chances nice mm-hmm. yep so do you have anything that you would like to offer someone who is just starting and just starting to get published or maybe thinking about self-publishing? Do you have any words of wisdom for them? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do coach a lot of people. I really do. And I'm on all the social media sites and I, people ask me all the time. I, I always coach newbies. I call them young scribblers and um, young scribblers. That's, <laughs> scribblers. Yep, that's, that's that's my terminology for them. So, yeah, um, I have have a few a few pointers I throw out at them. One is spell check is your friend. Yes. You know, there's, there's yes, there's a lot of writing softwares out there, but spell check. Is your friend <clears throat> pay attention to it don't deviate just do what it tells you to do and um, unless it screws up your character's names because <laughs> it always yeah. does mine <laughs> yeah 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 that's true it's true because if, if, when I write my own name in there it's like that's not how you spell that my real name not my tenant yeah. <laughs> like, I know what my name is yeah how you spell it <laughs> Patience is everything when writing. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you love what you do, the time and effort you effort you put in is secondary. Keep writing. Let's love the race to the finish line and celebrate your victory. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I really emphasize that because they, people can really get you know the first book they throw it out there and you know they sell five copies. I mean they're really devastated on that. They put all that effort in there and time and their soul and all that in there and then they nothing nothing happens, you know. So I, I just thought well Yeah, because it's part it is, of the journey. It is a marathon. It is yeah. a, a career a is a marathon. And you have it's to work in marketing. Be able to market that book. It's great to write it, but you gotta be able to market it. You gotta be able to sell it to people yep. otherwise People will not know it exists, and you can put on there and say it's live, but until you get out and start really marketing, telling people what it's about, getting the people interested, yeah, that's. I think that's probably one of the hardest lessons I learned when I first started, was realizing, yeah, I really have to work this. <laughs> yeah, the hard part was writing. The easy part was writing it. It's just trying to get it out, you know, get everyone yeah, interested. Exactly, exactly. Yep, get my uh, my my goal next year is to start pushing reading and okay. reviewing. Yeah, I mean, because yep. I said, you know, I, I can push my books all day long, but if you don't motivate people to read mm-hmm. what you exactly. got out there, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push that angle on all my social media and uh, everywhere I talk and blah blah. I am just gonna just beat the heck out of it and just push it out there. Well, we've got some great Facebook yeah. groups that you know that will help you, you know, meet, meet a lot of readers and get people really involved in, in your stories. And uh, Lawrence, you have a great group, Hall of Romance, and <laughs> I love Everest is one of the groups that I'm in. Yeah, so definitely, isn't that how we, you know, get people interested in listening and you know, kind of okay. Once they get to know you, they they know you start to know your story, and people start liking it from there. I do throw a, I do throw a lot of my poems poems out there so people can get an idea of what I can do and you do have yeah you know, yeah I am a poet too oh nice yeah I write That's poetry right. short stories and and books yeah multi multi genre books nice and okay I'm gonna ask both of you a question it doesn't matter who goes first just jump on in. Who is your favorite character that you've written? Well, I'll, I guess I'll jump in. Uh, my yeah, favorite character <laughs> is is my is my antagonist. I love it. Well, 
I, I love this guy. <laughs> he is so quirky, and he he's the antagonist in all three of my romance books so far. And uh-huh. he, is, he is just on a different level in his comedic timing and just the things that just randomly come out of his mouth. I, I love this guy. It's like... <laughs> You know how people want want you you always want the bad guy to get theirs. I really don't even right. want him to get his. I just love him so much. Oh so, wow, that's that. He's my favorite character so far. And what's his name? <laughs> uh, his name is Eric Dean. Eric Dean. What happened with him was he saw his parents murdered in front of him when he was a young boy, oh. and, and then so that kind of that kind of messed him up mentally. And then the person who murdered his parents told him to run away. So he lived on the streets, you know, for a long time. He was wow. homeless. And he and so there's a lot of things happening to him that kinda caused him to go the wrong way as he became an adult. But but he also developed a quirkiness and a hilarity mm-hmm. to him to help him deal with, you know, that kind of stuff. So he wow. he's, He's a funny guy. He's 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 hilarious, man. I love. So kind of like kind of like Batman, but but not, but not not as dark. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, he, he does that's, dark that's, that's but... not about I mean, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. But <laughs> okay, uh, Larry, how about you? <laughs> I have uh, actually. It's funny that you mentioned your your character had parents died. And I, I have a a lady character, uh, Detective Gloria Ramos, and uh, it's a crime series. It's, it's just one of, the, one of the series I got going, but I just finished her fourth book, and it's going to go to the editor another week. But her, her parents died when she was very young, and okay. my mom and dad were her, – her, her mother and father were taken downstairs. They were all upstairs. And the mom hid, the, hid her and his sister in the closet, so do not get, leave this closet and don't open the door for anybody unless it's me or your father. And uh, neither one came back. There was a police officer later on, but they went oh. down. The, the parents were bound, bound and gagged and executed. Wow. And that's, that's, that, that's the book that's going to be counting next, next month is what happened then. <laughs> oh, Okay. So that kind now, of now she's a yeah, yeah motivator to be a a cop, but now now she's just worked her way up to a senior detective, and you know she knows MMA, so she kicks a lot of butt out there, and Ooh. she there you yeah, go. She, she can she can handle she can handle herself. She's she's tough. She's a tough lady, and I, just, I, I, I want her that. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. me too. Yep, uh, and she she does too. She don't take any guff off anybody. And, you know, she can hold her own. I mean, she's this one book she took on four guys at one time, and wow, she held her own pretty good. So, yeah, against four men, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, she. She's my favorite character because because of that. She she's been through a lot, and uh, you know, I can I can I, I you know I'm I'm a male obviously, but I it's it's, it's challenging for me to come from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to, to see things that way, and to, to to note how men approach women in, in storyline, and you know how she reacts to it. So right. it's, it's it's a whole different whole different bounce for me. You know, I just got to do it, and it's it's, it's cool. It, it it works, and uh, maybe I have a little bit of feminine in, in me, but I don't I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have to have some uh, kind yeah. of masculinity to write male characters, you know, or try to get in their head. Yeah, and their yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, 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 for me, it's fun. It, I you know, can do it. Yeah. Know, that, it works. That's funny that you say that because my, one of the things I say whenever people ask me, especially because I'm a male in a female-dominated uh, genre romance, and they always uh-huh. ask me, you know, how how can you write from the female perspective and I always I, I, I approach them and I say it this way I just write people because if I sit there and I try to say okay I'm coming from the female point of view or the male point of view then to me I actually begin to put them in a box and there are a lot of ladies out there 
that have male tendencies and a lot of men that have female oh, yes, tendencies. Yes, definitely. So right people, you know. Right. So that's, that's yep. how I always address that. You know, oh, I know cool. a lot that's, of that's strong females. I know yep. a lot of strong men. So, you know, it's just people that are right, you know. So that's, that's always my take on it. Ah, See that that still works because you write incredible characters, and I, I really liked your book. I know the Frog and the Lady. I really enjoyed that one, and I'm I'm looking forward to reading the Vigilante series. The Frog and the Lady. That, that one was comedy. my favorite. That that was hands down. I had to read that again. That was just it was funny. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and Larry, if you ever get a well, chance, I haven't, I haven't quite caught up. I haven't quite caught up to Larry yet. Larry's got six books out. But I'm I'm working on my fourth <laughs> now, Larry. But you know. I'm going to try to catch oh, up, man. Hey. <laughs> you know, just, that's, that's, that's all I do. I just write. I, I write something every day. So it's I'm always coming up with ideas every day or writing something every day. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. If I, can, if I can just jump back yeah. real quick to what you asked earlier. That's, sure. Whenever people ask me, you know, like, what, what kind of advice can I give uh, new authors, I always say that to me the most important thing is that you're happy with your story. So for you to say that you write something yeah. every day, that's, that's how I am. I write until I'm happy with the story, and then I'm not necessarily worried about reviews because everything is subjective. So, you know, one person, mm-hmm. for example, of putting yourself in the character of a, me being a male writing a female character, I've, I've had people review my book and say they didn't like the fact that my, my main female character was so strong. It, it was like it was written by a man. But then I had other women come back and say they loved wow. the fact that she was so strong. So I said that's because everything is subjective. So I can't necessarily be worried about what people think about the story. I have to make sure that I am completely happy with the story and I write yes. for myself because when I put it out there, then other people will like it. If so, you know, some people are going to like it, some people are not going to like some it. People, yeah, I mean, if it's for them, they like it. You know, if it's not for them, they well, and that's not for them. But exactly. <laughs> That's how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I look at it too. It's just okay. I mean, one of my most popular books that was downloaded a lot, I've sold a lot of, was Love Bites, but it has one star review. But that is my most popular book, <laughs> which is weird because it was like I didn't like the story at all. But geez, it was like number. It made number ten. <laughs> so I'm like, well, somebody likes it. <laughs> Now they may not be saying exactly. it, but they're like it. They're downloading it. They're exactly. buying it, so it must be something to it, you know. So I can't go by that I mean, one person, like, you know, who just gave me like, one star. Like, it's like, like, we discussed, like we were discussing earlier, Harry Potter. If you go look up Harry Potter, one of the most successful stories ever written. Right. There's plenty of one star reviews on it, but there are also plenty of five star reviews. So yeah. you know, just, exactly. as long as you're happy and satisfied with what you're doing, you can't go wrong. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know that's that's the reason why I'm going I'm going to push reading and reviewing because that's true. A lot of people read your stuff, but they don't review it. I mean, right. They don't take they the time to, to yeah they they don't they don't put, take the time to put that review in there, and that's so important. That's a compliment to us writers to mm-hmm. have to have somebody note that take that time. You yes, know, exactly. To share their thoughts and their yeah. ideas about you know what they thought of us and our work and those kind of things. It's 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 important to us. And yes, it's important to the marketing arm of it too. Yes, yes, yes exactly. But I, I've had people email me that just uh, nothing bad. They were like, "When's more coming out? Or when are you going to do this? And what happened with this character?" Those, sure, you know, sure. That's cool. That's always cool me, stuff. That's, yep. I like that because that helps me. It pushes me with the story. You know, they're saying, "Okay, people yep. are engaged in this and they are dedicated to these characters." So that I really like. So that is one thing. You know, I look at it as long as it's good feedback. I've had also really bad reviews. Of people saying WTF or. <laughs> like that's not a review. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm that's, that. yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I use. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> and, and that's all they said. Yeah. <laughs> What's the review? <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. 
Yeah, I can't. Yeah, anytime somebody says WTF, I always say WTF to your WTF, man. <laughs> so why would why did you not like it? Tell me what what did you think was made it better? But don't just say WTF, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Exactly. So for those of you just listening in, we are listening and talking with Lawrence Hall and Larry Yoke, and we'll be right back after this short commercial break. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silverine. MahoganySilverine.net. Two Ink Minimums, Book One of the Permanent Hangover Series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover Bar and Tattoo Parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help. His help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two Wing by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today. Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. And we are back. We are talking with Lawrence Hall and Larry Yoke. And we are discussing our, their new books and the books that are coming out. I believe one is next month, you said, Larry? I, I got yeah I got one well yeah I got one coming out in fact it just just came out this this last week as as a pre-order and it's going to be coming out on the 14th actually okay yeah January 14th yep January 14th and then Lawrence your book is coming out on the fourth right Saturday January 4th the Vigilante Assassin book three don't worry if you haven't read book one and two you can pick up book three and jump right in. And I'm sure you'll go back and love getting books one and two to catch up on the series. <laughs> yeah, I might have to do that so I can meet see this Dean character here. <laughs> I gotta read that. <laughs> Most definitely. I like you know reading with different villains, and I'm writing a, a villain book myself. It's gonna be my first fairy tale, so it's gonna be out next year. But um, trying to get into the mind of a villain, which is really cool to do. I'll- I've always loved villains. I was the kid that, you know, playing with Transformers and G.I. Joe's. I always had Cobra beat G.I. Joe or the Decepticons went over the Autobots. <laughs> like, I just, I love, like, the, the whole Marvel wow. movie when Thanos, when Thanos snapped all the Marvel Avengers away. Yeah. I was like, mm. yeah, Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> so I love villains, man. Villains are anti-heroes. Those are my favorites. Those yes, are my favorites. anti-heroes, yes. I have a couple of those. You think they're on your side up until it, it's no longer convenient for them. Then they're on their own side. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, see, that's, that's people. Like I was earlier, that's true. People, you know? That is a people. Person, a person on your side until, until the, the rubber hits the road and it's like, hey, look, they got to make a choice. Most people will choose themselves. So. That is true. That is true. Unless, unless they're a true friend, they are definitely going to choose themselves. <laughs> I mean, what's the old saying? There's a bear chasing you. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun the person beside me <laughs> running from the bear. Yeah, that's human nature, though. It's self-preservation, right? <laughs> there you go. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So tell me, um, what is the most surprising things you discovered while writing your books, Larry? 
Oh, um, that I can actually do it. I mean, I, you know, I've, been, I've been wanting to write, write all my life. I, I actually wrote poetry when I was nine years old, and you know, I, want, I wanted to impress a, a girl. And uh, I said, well, the best way to do that is write a poem, right? So I wrote a little cute little yeah. poem, and I let her read it, and it, it worked. I said, well, okay. So I, I kept doing that, and then when I got in my teens, I started playing guitar, and I took my words and put them to music, and I'm, I'm writing songs. And, and I've been doing that all my life, and then about 12 years ago, I started, you know, I started writing these short stories. I had all the stuff in my head, and I just, wow, yeah, and I just... You know, my, my first book, uh, Second Chance, was like that. It was just I wrote all these stories all my life, and I just I said, you know, th- th- these all these actually follow a pattern, you know. So I started again, find those threads, those common threads, and linking them all together, and boom, there comes another man, my first manuscript, and I gave it I gave wow. it to an editor, and she she made it bleed. It was my first experience with an editor. <laughs> oh, no. I was crushed, but uh, but you know when I got through all the changes and you know probably seventy five percent I agreed and the other twenty five I did not. So I said this guy stay and this way is the way it is and you know it, it turned out a pretty darn good book and that's that was that's the one that's come out next month actually is being re released I rewrote it. Oh okay. It's got got a new cover. And it's got it's got a lot of changes in it, so it's being like it's a brand new book. Oh, nice. Okay, I, I've done yeah, that a time yeah. or two. A book or two of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yep, but so, it, it, it's, you know, it's just the idea that I, I can actually do this, and you know, and uh, people enjoy it. And I go, wow. I mean, to, to me, that that's so so cool. And that's the icing on the cake. I, Definitely. It is it is icing on the cake when somebody says, Add a boy. <laughs> uh, How about know. you, Lawrence? I love it. Uh, and you it's so, it's so funny how again I'm I'm I write romance, I write romance books. And it's so funny how things start in a male's life based on a female's opinion of him. So for Larry to say that his book Started because uh, he was trying to impress a girl. I can't even begin to say how many things started with me <laughs> trying to impress a girl. So, uh, but to answer your question directly, for me, uh, that, that's why a man can write romance. It always blows my mind. People say, you know, why don't men can men actually write romance? Yeah, because most sure. of what we do is based off of trying to impress a woman. So, <laughs> yeah, we know how to romance. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, for me, I would say that the most surprising thing for me was. Um, how protective I've actually become of my characters because I'm, you know, normally when people give me feedback and, you know, advice and things like that, I always, I take it and I listen, but I've become, I've gotten to the point where with my stories that if someone gives me feedback on the story, it's almost like, yeah, I hear you, but this is how it is. So it really doesn't even matter what you say because I know my characters and I know their world. So this is this is what I saw them doing. That's exactly, you know, so. it's your world. <laughs> it really is your world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that, that's definitely the most surprising thing to me. Awesome. Well, we've got like a minute left or so. Minute fifty three seconds. Uh, Larry, do you have a website that you want to let readers know where they can find your books other than Amazon, or where they can read more about you? Well. I'm, uh, Oh, okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm on all the social media, all of them, and my, my books are my books are everywhere. And they're not just Amazon; they're Barnes and Noble, and you know. You have a web- uh, what? You have a website? I, I do. I do. Okay, tell us what the website is. <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I, I got to find it first. <laughs> okay. I had it. Because it's it's a long one. That's a problem with it. It's a long one. Oh, okay. Well, Lawrence, if, if they Google search, right? they find you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, it just, if you just, just go Google, Google Larry Yoke, author, I mean, the, the world opens up. I mean, it's got my website. It's got all my books on there. It's got you know, all the different, different websites I'm on and social media sites I'm on and Okay. Yeah, that's that's probably the that's probably the best best, best angle to 
Yeah. Okay, well, before Let's we get cut off here, I just want to thank you guys for coming tonight and joining me on the show and talking this on this New Year's Eve. And I've enjoyed talking with you guys and learning more about your books. And I, I also invite you to come back on anytime, you know, when you have a new release. So thank you for coming. All right. Definitely. All right. Thank you very much for inviting us. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. And for everyone listening, thank you all for joining us, and you have a great night, and we'll see you in 2020. Happy New Year. been listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silverain at mahoganysilverain.net. Thank you and good night.